On today's episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we have our third installment of Real Talk with Real Traders, which features traders of all experience and success levels from the Tasty Trade Options Facebook group. The goal of these segments is to show that traders are not just defined by their PL. Behind every post is a real person with real emotions, real successes and failures, and a real story to share. With that said, please enjoy my chat with our very own Yiming Lee. All right. Today we have our very own Yiming Lee from the Tasty Trade Options Facebook group. Thank you so much for、uh, being on Real Talk with Real Traders on the Trade Busters podcast. How are you doing today? Doing good. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, no, great.、Um, you know, as I've always said,、uh, these episodes are meant to kind of showcase real traders, right? Real trader doesn't mean always only successful, right? Just beginning, medium, advanced, all the ups and downs. And we want to, you know, have a familiar face come on and share their story and inspire, you know, even with. Down days and up days, right? It's not just about posting you know, big wins, but、uh, helping someone else who might be going the same thing. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?、Um, you know, how long have、mm-hmm. you been trading options? How long have you been trading、sure. in general? Sometimes it's the same, sometimes it's, it's not. Right, right. Sure, no problem. So, I first、uh, learned about options、uh, back in 2010 when I first started my first job、uh, so you, as an employee. Benefits or compensation, they gave me this weird thing call option instead of stocks, which I was sure very excited about. Then I had no idea. I had to Google a lot, and、uh, then I realized it was just long term call option that can add the money, long term、uh, call option that you can exercise to get stocks to get money.、Uh, but then I didn't really、uh, get into options. Instead, I started to learn stocks. So, over the years, I've traded different strategies, different stocks, you know, penny stock day trading, including even IPO stocks.、Uh, obviously, didn't make any money、uh, starting, I think,、uh, 2015, 16 ish. I started to learn options for real.、Um, How did you get into at, that? Tasty Trade, Option Alpha, what got you first into it? There w a s several networks,、uh, but I, the first one that I remembered was Option Alpha and then、uh, Tasty Trade, then a bunch of other、um, podcasters. And、uh, then I started to really follow Tasty Trade. And、uh, my first real trade, that's why I paper traded for a while. My first trade was 2017. Wow, that's a、uh, long know, time to study. I mean, you know, you put in the work, right? Most people just dive head first and then end up with the、right. book or something. So you really so, try to put in the、yeah. due, due diligence first. So I remember I listened to Tasty Works like religiously for maybe like for a year or so. And also, paper traded for more than half a year.、Uh, most, of, most of the reason was、uh, I was waiting for a Tasty Works to launch, actually. So I was like the first batch of users. Were you paper trading on TOS? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then I remember my first trade was FXE 2017.、Um, Did I go and, badly? Usually you remember the bad ones, but not the good ones, or maybe just. No, actually, the, the first one I made money, but then I started to go up and down, up and down using the tasty trade mechanics. And uh, uh, you know, fast forward to 2019, 2010. 
eleven ish hourly loss. I guess. Uh, two thousand twenty. Do you say two thousand nineteen and two thousand twenty? I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, at that time, I already lost two accounts, and uh, just by trading tasty, uh, tasty trade uh, ways. Do you mind saying uh, how big those were? Were those like sub ten k kind of accounts, small accounts? Yeah, they're not very big accounts. Okay. I think total, I lost like thirty k. Okay. Um, last year, obviously, this year I lost more, but uh, up to up to last year, I think I lost. Uh, but it really a bad experience because I lost my uh, one of my retirement accounts, so basically no way to recover from that one. So that was a rollover account from my last job. <clears throat> and at that time, I had a choice of roll uh, roll over this to my current four hundred one k, but instead, I took it to Tastyworks and lost it all. So that was not very good experience. Um, I think what what I was trading was mostly buying condors, you know, strangos. Uh, I was making some good money uh, normally, but just you know, when the market went bad, I just lost them all. During COVID, trace. is that during COVID? During there was a the, the China like a crash, something like that. I remember like February, March in the last couple of years was not really good for me. I lost most of my money there. But even in the real like a, I think my problem was I didn't really manage risk very well. I didn't actually understand those, so I put too too many trades uh, that's actually beyond my buying power. So once there's an uptick in VIX, I will uh, get really bad loss. And uh, sometimes my account was, uh, I think was liquidated. Not in the entire account, but I had to close a bunch of positions to get out of the margin call. So why do you think um, you let this happen? Do you think it was uh, not really understanding the risk or maybe, you know, because Tasty Trade, they, they talk about, you know, a lot of different mm-hmm. ideas and, they talk about risk, but, you know, obviously they don't want to scare people off. So they're, they're not like, you know, don't do this, mm-hmm. don't do that. They always feel like, you know, use your, you know, you got to do what, what you're comfortable with. Do you think the, on the mm-hmm. education side was lacking or do you think you got too greedy or too aggressive? Or you just wanted to make it back. Like, what do you think it mm-hmm. was that let you get to that point? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's a combination of both. The first is uh, uh, position sizing. I almost always used my full buying power. So instead, they always say, okay, you just use half of your account for trading, right? Right. I think even now, they kind of changed the guidance after COVID. It was like 25% during low right, IV right. and up to yeah, like 50 I mean, or 60, right? Yeah, I didn't really understand why. So I was not actually convinced. I thought, okay, I'll just make a little bit more money because all my positions are risk-defined, right? I trade I encounters with some strangles. Uh, and second is I really I didn't really understand how much money was required for a struggle until I last year heard a research piece from Dr. Dada. He said uh, to really put on struggle, don't look at the initial buying power reduction. Always you have to use uh, I think 1.5 x of the initial just to because be of the expansion, just, right? Exactly. Yeah. Just just in case. Um, there's IV expansion, then you're able to hold the position. So just think about this. I was used almost all my buying power with some very nice assumptions. And then there is a big IV expansion Then I have to close. Also, I think there was uh, something about Eric Condor. I didn't really understand fully. 
So I encounter in some people's eyes are very dangerous strategy. And also in um, tasty trade uh, approaches, they always think, okay, you have to manage your encounter, you roll up and test this side. You basically, there's not too much management you can do. You either roll it or take full loss. But you know, since this year, when I started to trade uh, zero DTE, I think Encounter, you, you may want to close as loss two, maybe two X, three X loss, just as how we trade zero DTE. Right, there's no the time to adjust those. Yeah, so I didn't really know that. I, so I always took my Encounter to max loss. So you know, when there's a big market hit, most of my positions go in the same direction. They, I was just waiting, 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 rolling, and then end up big loss. Because for the encounter, I took in not too much credits, but if I take it to max loss, that'll be that'll be really bad. So gradually my accounts got smaller, smaller, and smaller, and then vanished. That's for account number one. The other account was basically forced to be liquidated uh, because I had so much undefined risk. Um, yeah, so to answer your question, I think it's mostly, uh, I didn't really understand some deeper of the how option works. Also, I was a little too greedy on using the buyer pow buying powers. Okay, and then you're on account three right now, I guess? Um, yeah, uh, I would say account three or a major new wave of trading because what happened was, I would just consolidate my smaller accounts. So maybe this account has 1,000, the other has $2,000. I'll consolidate those and start a new account pretty much every year. Okay. So this account, I started uh, late last year, early this year. Uh, right now I focus on zero DPE and very short-term trades only. Uh, yeah, this is where I'm at. And right now, uh, I think you have like a, a medium size account, medium being above PDT, but not at portfolio margin. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you aspire well, to get to the portfolio margin level? Um, just because it gives you a lot of flexibility, or you know, some mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. they want to get confident before they they add more funds. Um, but is that you, you want to? I guess trade larger at some point. I guess once you feel comfortable. Yes. With yes. the strategies. <clears throat> How has this year been? I know you mentioned it was, it was kind of a roller coaster. Um, mm -hmm, let's mm -hmm. just talk about this year so far. How has that been going? Sure. So early, so I I traded uh, zero DTE on and off just by myself. I thought I discovered this uh, a couple of years ago. Until early this year, I heard randomly the Tammy's presentation. Then I thought, oh, other people are doing this too. This might be a real strategy because I had a very uh, inconsistent result. Zero DTE. I traded uh, mostly from Fridays, like Amazon equity stocks, equity options. Um, then I uh, realized, oh, this is a good strategy. Then I joined the Facebook group. The very first post I saw was from Chris um, accidentally. Then I thought, oh, this could actually scale. Look at this guy. Uh, he's trading very big size. Mr. 1000 really, himself, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he's been an inspiration for me like many others. So and then I started, so, okay, maybe I will just focus on this. And uh, actually had very good uh, results this year, early this year, uh, uh, February. 
uh, I think I was up like uh, $10,000 or something. Then I was hit big uh, end of March. I think I lost 50%. I came all the way back to uh, 10, positive 10%. Then there's another big hit uh, July, late July, early, uh, sorry, late June, early July, where I lost 70% of my accounts. Right now I'm slowly getting back to minus 40%. So this has been my journey this year so far. Right, and I wanted to say, you know, we've talked about this before we started recording, but, you know, thank you for coming on because the, you know, I, I've been in the forums a couple of years and, you know, we see people come and go all the time. And, and one thing that stuck out is that I remembered, I don't know if this was late last year or earlier this year, but you came on the scene, you know, probably after you had some success and you were very enthusiastic. You made this post mm-hmm. about your trading plan, how much mm-hmm. percent you want to make per month, what you're projecting and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's good to have, a good pl- a plan, <laughs> but sometimes you know you don't know what you don't know, and you don't know if it's realistic and if it's grounded in reality or not. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I remember, you know, I I tend not to try to criticize publicly too much, but there were people who were like, "Hey, you know what? You know, you got to take it easy. You know, this is, you know, try it a little longer or whatever." And and of course, we see some people vanish, like just never come back. And and I, I noticed that you had them after a while. You stopped posting. You know, and I wonder where you went and you came and commented on one. I don't know if it was one of my podcast posts or something. And he mentioned, right. and you were trying to help someone else actually who was going through a tough time, you know, but shared your story, but about, and, and what really resonated is like, you made the comment that you're ashamed mm. and that's what you had been posting. And, and again, that's why I want to say, you know, thank you for being willing to come on and, and share this because, you know, there, there's nothing to be ashamed of, you know, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, you're sticking it out, right. You're still going and, you know, after, yes, there's two blowups where you're trying again. And I, I think as long as you are willing to put in the time and, and learn from the mistakes and, you know, and speaking of which, like what, what keeps you going? Um, it, Cause you weren't in the forum that much. So, you know, sometimes it, it's good to get encouragement from other people, but, you know, since you weren't posting, you probably weren't getting any feedback. Um, was it, is that just your personality or were you trying to get inspiration from online from people like Chris and others? You know, what was it that kept you from, from just right. quitting? Um, I think, I think mainly just two things. First is uh, uh, very simple. Are we all want to make some money? Right. I, I think this, uh, uh, I just, uh, at this moment, I just want to make the money back um, that I lost <laughs> this year and previous years. Uh, but secondly, I think I'm convinced that this is, this should work. This is a good strategy uh, on paper from the math perspective or uh, from other people doing, I, I do see people are making good money out of this. So I think, okay, why not me? So this this makes sense, the way it trades, the probabilities. Um, yeah, I think just keep it going. So, Sometimes I have to uh, admit is the the thrill of the market, right? It's like a little gambling. Like I don't think I need to go to Las Vegas anymore because you know I go to the grand market every day. Uh, but mainly, yeah, I do want to make some money. I did promise my wife to give her a nice, very nice uh, gift uh, because she encouraged me earlier this year to just go big. Previously, always I. I thought I have to prove I can I can make money with a small account, but I told her about all this small account restrictions, things like that, and she encouraged me to just believe in myself and you know 
go to the real way you want to trade. That's when I made a jump from um, below PVP and you know with more funds. Okay, and do you yeah. mind telling us what you do for a living and, and how kind of schedule you have? How does that impact your trading? How do you manage oh, that? Oh yeah, that's actually a, another good question. So I'm a full-time software engineer. Uh, so obviously currently working from home. Um, so I start work, uh, you know, a thirty-nine-ish. You're on the West Coast, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, West Coast. So I have times uh, trading. Uh, but okay, so my trading is, might be a little different from others. So I trade primarily on my phone. I I really want to use a, a desktop, but I just don't have the time and um, ways to manage it. So I just trade on my phone, use the Tastyworks app. I have a toss app for looking at charts and etc. So for trading zero DTE, I will start to look at the market um, maybe half an hour before. And there are several uh, podcasters I listen to, not podcasters, sorry, YouTubers I listen to. They analyze the market and et cetera. So I will have some general idea about the markets. Also, I'm in this uh, discourse, um, a couple of discourse that have other fellow zero DTEers. So I will just chat with them. But in general, my trading time is very limited. I will try to uh, finish putting on position before 7.30, uh, one hour after the market opens. Then I start with my day, either going to work or um, take care of, taking care of my, uh, my son, you know, cook for breakfast and et cetera. And uh, also the, so throughout the day, I will just monitor my phone, you know, using alerts, uh, et cetera. But I never really had a chance to trade on a like desktop, you know, with a good charts and internals. I really want to do that, uh, maybe in the future. Uh, so the last hour of the day is actually uh, the busiest hour for me. It's a lunch hour, uh, so I normally just from twelve to one uh, Pacific time, right? Right. So at that time, uh, I normally have to cook for cook for lunch, uh, doing some meetings at work. So don't have a lot of time to look at positions. So I try to close everything down before uh, 12.30, uh, 3.30 Eastern. Uh, and you're doing, you said right now, at least mostly zero DTE, you don't have any longer, mm -hmm. longer term positions? No. So I will, I just started to learn scalping last week. So I will trade some futures, ES future and Q futures. Uh, the futures directly, the right? Not the futures options. Correct. Yes. What um, brokerage are you with again? Uh, Tastyworks. Okay. Well, they make it easy to have all that, right? Yeah. yeah. It's actually not very ideal. I don't encourage people to trade too much futures with Tastyworks because um, it's not very good for scalping. They, they don't have the advanced you know, older types. Uh, but since all my money is there, and they're a little expensive, the commissions. Okay. Um, but since my, all my money is there, I will just use sometime during the day, use future to hatch my zero DTE. Uh, I also trade after hours, uh, like the global sessions with the scalping, maybe just get one point, two points here and there. Uh, so that I'm engaged into the market 24 by seven, sorry, 24 by five. Um, yeah, this, this is my schedule. I try to use my time that I can trade fully. 
but sometimes I cannot just do it. I I I look into iron flies, the zero DP iron flies, but it was too much managing. So I tried and I I didn't do too much. Okay, and um, yeah, that's my schedule. So you know, leading up to this year, with with all the lessons that you learned, I think mm-hmm. it, it seemed like in in the beginning there was a, a little bit of sort of lack of education, lack of knowledge, paired with maybe being greedy and having high expectations that may not be reasonable mm-hmm. given your skill level at the time. Right now, right. you know, you want to you know, quote unquote, make it back. And I always say, don't focus too much. Obviously, you want you want to make money, right? But you know, you, mm-hmm. the goal, you know, if you just look at the make it back, right, that may lead you to make some kind of wrong decisions as well. The idea is to take a step at a time, obviously, right? But like, let's sure. say you get it back and what is your realistic expectation nowadays? Mm-hmm. Do you think in terms of like, I want to make a certain percent on my account and grow it? Do you want to make a certain amount of income? Like what, what is your expectations now? Um, right. Right now, I just want to, with zero DP trading, uh, trying to beat the general market, which is pretty hard. ambitious. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but I don't really have a fixed number uh, right now. Okay. That means, you know, in that case, it's kind of like Tom said, you just make what you can, you know, take what the market gives you. But I think mm-hmm. really you're taking it a day at a time, a trade at a time and focus on the risk management and protecting the capital, right? Because if you right. prevent the losses, then hopefully the um, the gains will come and then it it's going to be what it's going to be, right? And uh, right. is there, I know, well, you kind of already mentioned uh the, the biggest failure, so to speak, blow up the account and, and large trades, mm-hmm. right? You know, zero DTE, taking the max loss, that's pretty much as, as big as it is. Is there any big successes or was there any good trades that, you know, you want to share or that, that stick out? Mm-hmm. Maybe that serve as a, keeps you going um, because it was a positive uh, experience. That's the problem with, you know, I encounter zero DTEs. Your success are very, very typical. <laughs> so that's true. That's so what like the negatively skewed strategies, right? The winners are a no. lot and the same. The losers right. are infrequent, but can be huge. So. Right. Maybe a few uh, good uh, things I can share is um, I, since I learned how stop works, sometimes I, I, most of the time I religiously use stops. Other times I will just cancel the stop instead, but uh, watching the market. So I know there are many different opinions regarding the stops. Some says it's evil, sometimes it says it's lifesaver. For me, it is both. I have been, I lost a lot of money because I didn't use stop. But also I stopped twice because of the bad pricing, you know, when the market uh, fluctuates. But right now I kind of learned how to work with stop uh, orders. So that's nice. Um, especially when I develop more market awareness for example, when the market drops, if I'm convinced there's a key level or I'm convinced the market should go back up, I'll just cancel stop for a while instead using some mental stops or using the stock price as a uh, stop uh, stop trigger. I think that has saved me a few times. Like, you know, when the market made uh, V bottoms, you know, big drop and going back up. I think that's something... Um, to me, stop orders. You have it should be your friends, but you have to you know, work with them to your best benefit. I think that's one another lesson that I learned. Obviously, if I have to uh, do something else, I cannot monitor 
uh, positions, I will use stop loss just because that's like my last uh, last resort. That makes sense. Um, I think what you said about a couple of things that jumped out is mm -hmm. you mentioned about the mispricing, you know, and that's because uh, ordinary plain vanilla stop orders get triggered by weird stuff. Like, I, you know, I don't know if you heard my episode on stops and how those work, but, you know, I mentioned, for example, Tastyworks uses the native stops where it can be triggered by someone else's trade. So if someone had a fat finger and filled, mm -hmm. even the market didn't do anything, you're, that could trigger your stop. And and you're right about the instances where there's some kind of weird event and then the, the bid ask spread widens and that could trigger your stop as well. So in those cases, the thing about taking the stop off and watching is you, if you have the market awareness, that's one thing, but having the conviction, because you mentioned you take the stop mm -hmm. off, but then you have a mental stop, which means you still have a stop in place where you have a mm -hmm. plan, you know, hopefully you do at least. And right. the, the key that in a strategy, that's the weakest link, right? When you have to, the human intervenes Right. So mm -hmm. as long as you have the, the conviction and the discipline to execute and not mm -hmm. let it get to max loss. Um, and it sounds like you've been trying to work on that or that's something you feel you have a handle right. on and it has helped. Yeah, I think I've improved in that regard, but it's still very hard because, again, it's, it's kind of rare. You have to uh, you stop out, actually, because we all trade high probabilities. You may have you know 10, 20 good trades without without stop being triggered at all. So at the time you have to pull the trigger. It's a moment of uh, testing, right? You have to be really strong will and you know, discipline. I think I'm still working on that. Um, so it's it's not easy. It's not easy. That's why sometimes automatic stops, even they're not super accurate, but still when you stop out, I felt a big relief. Like oh, I don't have to. Do this mental war at all, um, anymore? So, so I'm still working on that. I think that will be the key, as you said, the disciplines, the plans, would define a good trader. Um, but speaking of good traders, I think another thing I did right after I had a struggle was I actually started drawing with other people and trying to look look at or hear what they say, what they share. Uh, even like a herd mentality of, you know, oh, many people are doing this or not doing this. It's, it's for me as a good reference. Uh, so there are many good traders out there that are willing to share. Some people are in the group doing uh, daily analysis on key levels, uh, based on uh, also based on volume profile, gamma analysis, and etc. cetera. Um, because if, even if we don't really have stop at all, if we can, correctly identify the key support and resistance levels, I think we, we should be fine at the end of the day. So I started just to learn from those and just trade along with uh, the pro traders. I think that also helped me a lot, at least gave me some good confidence or at least someone I can talk to to, to improve. So that's, I think another thing I can share with anyone who's listening is to, to find a trading body, trading mentor someone you can trust, you can discuss or trade with, I think that will help. Do you have a buddy or mentor or do you have a, a hand, maybe a smaller trading group that's outside the, the main one? You mentioned the Discord group, I guess that, that counts. Um, right. Besides the, the Tasty Trade Facebook group, are you in other groups mm -hmm. or are there people you follow? Um, uh, or... Yeah, I'm 
yeah, me and two discords and other also other people I follow is uh, one is uh, Shadow Trader. The other is Chris uh, mentioned him as well. So definitely he's right. been a popular one. Right. Also this uh, uh, Trader seventy one future tra- FT seventy one. Uh, so he give it, give us out uh, free analysis uh, every morning. He actually um, taught me another thing was before even going to trading the day, you have to develop a few scenarios because the market moves so quickly. Uh, when, when something happens, it's really hard to respond if you don't have a plan. So his idea is, okay, you have scenario number one, two, even three. Like if this happens, do this. If that happens, do that. And he's normally very spot on. So not saying he can predict the market, but yeah, his analysis is pretty accurate. So by looking at this, I will have a general feeling of where the market may go. So that will also help basically give me more confidence, you know, dealing with different conditions. Uh, also the Discord uh, groups, I think they're very helpful. Okay, good. It, it seems like, these are more in the realm of uh, improving engagement and having that market awareness. As far as like the education side, are you still following mm-hmm. Tasty Trader Option Alpha? You know, uh, how are you, um, or just kind of learning more about options in general by trial by fire, kind of just through trading, right? You get a good feel for how they move or um, do you still follow you know, Tasty Trade? I know some people, Eventually, it gets a little bit repetitive, or you know, because they're always trying to come up with new ideas. But a lot of things are repeated. So um, right, right. So. Um, no, I'm not uh, following them too much. I, I sometimes I listen to the last call segment from Tasty Trade as a you know summary or wrap up of the day. Uh, but no other um, sources. At yeah, this moment. learning on the job basically at this point, right? <laughs> right, and. Uh, right. What about, um, do you have a, a, a decent level of knowledge on Greeks, at least as far as like which direction, thing, like Delta should go up in this case, or what is Gamma? How does that work? Theta, mm-hmm. you no know, Vega, maybe not the second order ones, but um, mm-hmm. do, you, do you pay attention to those? Or do you, you know, again, have um, at least a general right. idea? So you have an expectation of how certain positions should react in a certain scenario. Yeah, I have some basic understanding, especially when I had multiple options, longer data options in the portfolio. I want to look at them in the whole, right? Uh, alpha, sorry, uh, Delta, Theta, and the Vega, et cetera. But right now with zero DTEs, I don't pay too much attention uh, on those Greeks anymore, uh, except for Gamma. Uh, I just started learn, to learn Gamma Squeeze and uh, something called Vanna 2 just to see how the market makers are would reacting in some cases. Just also look at the total gamma value on each uh, price levels. It, it hopefully can determine some of the, uh, the resistance. Where are you looking for for that, you know, those that data? Is there some other sort? I know there's like spot gamma and stuff, or are you just looking on the platform, like just literally look at the gamma column and seeing how that's changing? Or is there uh, someone else you're looking to for this? Right. There's a, there's a person in the group who's doing this uh, for us. He obviously has data from somewhere. He aggregated uh, like a total gamma on each level. Oh, very cool. Okay. And uh, I heard this is a huge amount of data he has to pull, uh, but it's just uh, helping us to learn, I guess. That's actually really cool. I know, you know, for me, trading mostly on probabilities, you know, in the past, like, mm-hmm. 
I don't give too much credence to technical analysis, although I've come around to think that like technical analysis and just charting, it is fundamentally rooted in that kind of herd mentality. And it's because of human behavior that you get these patterns. So there is something there, but what you're talking about, this is something I've been trying to get into. I maybe won't have the time to really apply it, but like looking at, you know, the gamma dealer exposure market profile and using those because that's really looking at the sort of under the hood of like what drives the market. Um, so right, I, right. I do believe there's something there which you can use it to, you know, no one can completely predict the market, but it's going to hopefully augment what you do and mm -hmm. maybe improve the odds, right? Because it's always about the edge. If you can add a couple percentage points to your win rate or the edge, that can really translate to um, right. a big result. Is that kind of what you're going for? And, mm -hmm. you know, doing, yeah, at I, this? I, to me, uh, I'm not a technical analysis guy too, you know, after watching Tasty Trace, obviously. Uh, but I, all the learnings I do is just to develop a better market awareness. I'm not going to, because I don't really have a chart to trade with, right? I only have a mobile uh, on, my, on my phone. So I, yeah, I don't use any technical analysis too, but I just want to develop some market awareness, like what level will be an area of fight, basically. So in that regard, maybe the volume profile, uh, market profile, um, it actually works better. So I will know on this level, traders will, you know, have a big fight on this level, on that level, and etc. And if we break this level, the next level target will be somewhere, you know, up or down. Uh, yeah, I basically I am very limited with the resources to trade with. So I'm working on like a general picture basically for the day. I think that's that's all I need. Can you remind me why you only use your phone and don't have the trade? You, you don't you don't have time or you don't have like another computer to put side by side with your with your oh, work? Oh yeah, I I'm just always <laughs> yeah, I don't have the time basically. I I'm always working on something i i'm now sitting still if i sit still i am working on coding and my job stuff and there are always meetings during the day um maybe in the first half hour of the day i can i can use a laptop but i'm just so used to trading on the phone so i right now enter the trades on the phone so if i switch to a <clears throat> desktop it won't be very convenient for me um you know, during the day I'm watching kids, you know, just maybe quickly pick on my phone. That's more convenient. Um, okay. Yeah. Got yeah, it. I don't and, know if a, yeah. if a trader can success in this way, but at least this is what I can work with for now. Yeah. You're doing the best with what you have. And so right. this year, I, I think you had kind of these ups and downs and it was late June, early July. And then you kind of came to these realizations and then hopefully took all the lessons learned. It hasn't been that long since then, you know, month and a half. Have you, do you feel like you've turned a corner? Are you sort of going in the right direction now in the last you know, uh, month and a half? And, and it may yeah. be coincidence, honestly, like July was actually kind of tough until the end. Um, at, at least the way I trade was zero DT. But like, do you, right. you know, do, do you feel like you're hitting some kind of inflection point and kind of things mm -hmm. falling into place? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for asking. I think I, I'm obviously doing better because I was down 70% right now, only down 40%. Uh, 
Yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm trying to, trying to hustle. Uh, the, the reason I learned scalping is to obviously make more money, even after hours. Um, I think I'm doing slightly better, although I cheated again by depositing more funds so that it's easier to come back. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I'm doing uh, doing better or just lucky, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Because even the big mistake I made could very easily be avoided. Right now, when I look back, I'm so- Well, all of the max losses for sure, you know? Like, we don't know how much that uh, wiped out, just taking a max loss. Yeah, I had a max loss. I probably had 10 of them. Um, so the reason then for the big loss was, um, I, ha- I started role positions. I started to believe the market would come down, you know, after the big, you know, making new highs every day. So I'm, in that week, I think I lost $40,000 just because I didn't cut, cut loss. I kept rolling, rolling, rolling. And the market, so at some point, I don't have enough money in the account to keep rolling. Then I right. had, to, had to close a position. Then I had a big loss. So, but when I look back, it was like two thousand, three thousand dollars lost initially. But I just took me so long. I I haven't even recovered one bad trade the entire month. Just you know, uh, one big losing trade. Even though I made good money in July, but I didn't even make up one losing trade. It's really yeah. So when I first started to post. Uh, if I come back to our, our earlier discussion, I had very ambitious post, right? Then I could right. some people predict my financial doom. <laughs> like some people say, oh, you will be, you'll be completely wiped out if you're trading this way. Uh, then I started to see this was, oh, it was actually happening. Then I got, that's the reason I got shamed though. I told you because uh, I didn't listen to their good warnings, even though they were, pretty harsh at the moment. Uh, then I started to feel very bad. But after your encouragement, I, I feel I, now I have the courage to post again, maybe if I break even again. Um, I'm glad to hear. I know, you know, online and in, in public spaces, it, you, it's hard to tell, you know, good from bad and people who are mm-hmm. actually trying to help or people who are just either jealous or just haters. So now that you've told that again thank you for sharing the story because i can see why you know you felt like you people would be like i told you so right when when you came back Mm -hmm. and and so but you know you took a shot and you know from from this conversation it seems like you know your takeaways and your lessons learned right you you learn something you can hopefully move forward and use that to to make improvements and Mm -hmm. you stay in the game and you can only get better right the only way to go is up hopefully you know mm-hmm. um so so that that's really good to hear all right thank you thank you david but uh yeah again you know I, it seems like uh you know you've taken us through this whole journey from from beginning to end and you know it sounds like you, you've hopefully turned it around and hopefully we'll see you in the group you know mm-hmm. even if it's just to you know no, feel free to share anything, right? And 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 I've seen that you the fact that you came out and when you finally commented was to actually to help somebody else who was, you know, doing badly or something. So that you know that that shows kind of the, the kind of person you are and always trying to help. Um so 
So yeah, definitely. Again, thank you for for taking the time to to come on here and share your story, and uh, looking forward to, you know, seeing your progress in there, and hopefully get back to zero, and then, and then it's uh to the moon. <laughs> we'll see. All right. You know? All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, David, for having me. Okay. Well, guys, uh, there you have it. Um, Yiming Lee, and as always, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It's available on most of the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And you can also find most of my content on my trading page, thetradebusters.com, where you can find my strategy mechanics, trade logs, as well as essays I've written and other podcasts as recommended. Finally, you can follow me on Twitter at thetradebuster. That's it for today, guys. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.